Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. LingoPie is a video on demand service specially designed for language learning. Practice your Spanish and do it simply by watching TV. You can choose local content in every genre from around the world, from drama to crime, comedy, documentaries, and even kid shows. As you watch, automatically add words to your list of vocabulary that you can revisit later to practice with flashcards, games, and more. It's everything a language learner dreams of. To sign up, go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash LingoPie. Bienvenidos! Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 161. Welcome to episode 161 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. It is the beginning of a new year and a new month, and I know we are all tempted to set New Year's resolutions or new goals around this time. So I thought it would be really useful to go over some principles that you can keep in mind so that this time around you set goals that are effective and that will really get you to your goal of speaking more Spanish and speaking fluently. But before I get into today's topic, I did want to give you one last reminder that we are kicking off our Spanish conversation challenge on Monday, January 16th. So if you are interested in joining our free challenge, where we will walk you through daily activities to get you speaking more Spanish. I know one of the things I hear 
all the time is that I really would love to speak more Spanish, but I don't have anyone to talk to. So this is our goal with us with this challenge is really helping you overcome that. And also, if you're one of those people that just gets really nervous when you're talking to native speakers, maybe you freeze up, you go, oh my gosh, this conversation is 100% in Spanish. Um, you know, we, we get really nervous about that. So in this challenge, we're going to be addressing how to overcome your fear of speaking Spanish and get you into a daily habit of speaking the language. So I hope you'll join us. Go to SpanishConversationChallenge.com if you'd like to sign up. Again, it's completely free and we are giving away some pretty awesome prizes. Uh, one of which involves you being able to win an opportunity for a one-on-one -on -one session with our team. If you really need help mapping out your specific goals, um, and not just sort of in a general sense, but you really want to get your goals dialed in based on your experience, your strengths, your weaknesses, where you are with the language, what your goals are, um, that is up for grabs to anyone who participates in the challenge. So if you would like to join, again, last reminder, SpanishConversationChallenge.com to go ahead and sign up and join us for our five-day challenge. Uh, now, as we are coming into, like I said, a new year, a new month, a new phase, a new uh, quarter, a new everything, right? There's there's definitely a tendency to want to set goals or to say, look, I want to speak more Spanish this year. So what I thought would be useful to go through, and this is a book that I actually love, and I also recommend that you get it in Spanish if you want to also increase your uh, your Spanish vocabulary. Uh, the audiobook is also pretty good. The audiobook is also available in Spanish. Um, but this book is one that I return to pretty often Anytime I'm looking at uh, establishing new habits, setting new goals, making a big change, because it really gives some principles that are evidence-based that will help you make progress more efficiently. And I would say faster, not because it gives you some sort of uh, strategy that you'll be able to you know, get fluent in five minutes or anything like that, but it does give you some principles that you're much more likely to stick with and that is ultimately what will get you to your goals. So I always say, you know, progress over perfection. So if you're continuously making progress and you don't quit, you will definitely get there versus if you try to do way too much all at once, you get to a point where you lose your motivation, something else comes up and then you end up quitting and now you're doing nothing. So I know we're tempted to make these big, big changes and try to you know, do a complete overhaul. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to study Spanish four hours a day and I'm going to cram, cram, cram. And I'm going to be fluent by the end of the year, well, not the end of the year, by the end of the week or end of the month or whatever it is. Right. Cause you can definitely do it by, I think by the end of the year, if you have the right strategy. Um, but yeah, we have all these different ideas when we're super motivated, but I think that sometimes instead of planning for our future self, that person who is going to wane in motivation a little bit, that person who really does still want to learn Spanish, but also has 10 other things that they need to do or want to do in life. So they can't dedicate as much time as they wanted to, uh, in the current moment when they're setting that goal, we, we tend to plan for the person we are now, the person that's super interested, super motivated. And we don't think about what our life is going to look like a month, two months, three months, even a year down the road and plan for that person. So going along with that, uh, the book that, I, that I've been referring to is actually called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I love that his name is Clear because I think this gives you a lot of clarity when you're planning your goals. But uh, the book in, in Spanish is called Habitos Atomicos. So atomic in this way uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to blow everything up, but it's kind of the size of an atom. You know, so, so habits that are so small that if you do them consistently, you will make a lot more progress than you think. 
So he talks about it in that way because even though they are small changes, they do help you make a big progress. So it's sort of like a play on words. It's atomic in that they're small as an atom, but also have the impact of, of an atom, I guess, right? So the atomic habits for language learning specifically, or atomic habits for Spanish fluency, I want to focus in on some of the principles from the book and talk about how you can apply it to language learning. So the first thing that he says, he says that you really should forget about setting goals, that you should focus on your system instead. And I, while I see his point, I don't 100% agree with forgetting about setting goals, but what I think you should do is set a goal and then set up a system to help you reach the goal. So especially for language learning, I find that if we don't have a specific target or a specific goal, we can find ourselves doing the things that we're comfortable with over and over and over again, but never really address those areas where we have issues and we need to improve. For example, if speaking Spanish is something that gives you anxiety, you're much more likely to spend your time studying, reading flashcards or going through a lesson in an app or doing something that you're more comfortable with and you won't spend that time speaking. So I think it's important to have a target that you're shooting for when it comes to conversational fluency specifically so that you don't spend all of your time doing things that are within your comfort zone. But once you have that goal, then setting up a system to make sure you get there becomes very, very important. And this is where what James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits comes into play. He says that the most effective way to really reach a goal or, or to make a change is to focus not necessarily on the end goal, but thinking about who you want to become. And in this case, you know, you're thinking, I want to be a fluent Spanish speaker. This is an identity that I want to inhabit. And as you have that identity, you can start to make decisions about things that you do to say, is this something that is taking me closer to that identity or better yet, is that something a fluent Spanish speaker would do? I love this little mindset hack because for me, for example, I know that uh, at some point in my, in my journey and learning Spanish, I thought, oh, you know, I really don't feel like speaking Spanish right now. I'm tired. My brain isn't working properly. You know, I have had a long day and I really just want to listen to something in English or I want to speak English. But then I asked myself the question, well, what would a fluent Spanish speaker do? Or what would a bilingual Spanish speaker do? Whatever, right? And then I said, oh, well, if I was truly bilingual, or if I was truly fluent, speaking Spanish really wouldn't matter whether or not I'm tired. It would just be something that I do. So it's really something that helped me check myself during those times when I was like, I don't really feel like it right now. And I go, oh, but if I was fluent, I would speak this language even if I was tired. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and make an effort to speak Spanish even if it's not perfect. So identity becomes very important when you're trying to reach a goal or set a new habit. Now he does talk about what he calls the four laws of behavior change. And I want to um, just briefly review those and talk about again, how you can apply that to making yourself uh, really become the Spanish speaker that you wanna become. So the four laws are pretty straightforward. Number one is make it obvious. Two is make it attractive. Three is make it easy. And four is make it satisfying. And again, he's talking specifically about habits and habits are things that we do over and over again. They become things that we do on autopilot. We have good habits and bad habits, but when it comes to language learning, there are definitely some habits we want to establish. And then also some habits that we want to get away from. Like when I mentioned before, 
If you have a tendency to switch to English when you're tired or when you just don't feel like it or when you're talking to someone who's bilingual because you know they'll understand you anyway, all of those bad habits we want to break. But to establish those habits, like for example, I want to always speak Spanish anytime I'm confronted with a native speaker, right? If I go somewhere and, and Spanish is being spoken, then I'm going to speak Spanish. I'm not going to take the easy way out because I know they would understand me in English. So something like that. Uh, so make it obvious. The first law of behavior change is you want to make it so obvious that this is a habit that you are going to strive to do on a regular basis. So for example, um, I think he gives the example in the book about, let's say you wanted to go to the gym every morning. You know, you could do something like set your gym shoes by your bed so that when you wake up in the morning, that's the first thing you see, you put them on your feet, you go off and you go for a run or you go to the gym. In the case of language learning, you could do something like change your phone to Spanish. So that way, the first thing you think about, if you're like most people that pick up their phone first thing in the morning, <laughs> which is a, another bad habit that you might want to break, but no judgment here. If you grab your phone first thing in the morning, if your phone is in Spanish, then you start off your day with your mind already thinking in the language. So make it obvious is about any of those little things we can do to set up our environment so that the next thing that we want to do is obvious, the obvious next step. You know, what do I do if I walk into a room and I see a jar of open peanut butter? I'm going to put the lid back on and close it up because, it, you know, that's just what you do when you see something that's open. Um, so you want to make it obvious for yourself that you don't have to do a lot of thinking about the habit. The second thing is he says make it attractive. And this is where I say you really want to focus on things that are of interest to you. So if you do not like the news, then maybe listening to the news in Spanish is not going to motivate you to become fluent because likely you don't even want to talk about the news in conversation. So it's not even going to be something that would occur to you. But if you like music, like I do, or you like dancing, then you're going to want to learn vocabulary around music, around dancing. You're going to want to learn the song lyrics because you love the music and how it sounds. And it's very attractive to you. Whereas if you're a person that likes uh, football or soccer, then maybe it's intriguing to you to find out, well, what are the announcers saying before they say goal, <laughs> right? That was my bad impersonation of a soccer uh, game announcer. But anyway, you know, for you, it's going to be more interesting to learn the vocabulary around soccer. If you enjoy watching soccer games or playing soccer, maybe you want to know how do you say striker in Spanish? What are the different positions? Um, so again, make it attractive to you. You do not have to learn something just because it's in a curriculum or in a course. And the third thing is to make it easy. So I always say that, you know, we have these ideas of like, I want to learn um, the entire, you know, subjunctive mood in Spanish. Like I want to master that. Or we say, I want to learn the past tense. Not only do I want to learn the past tense, I want to learn the difference between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use one or the other? Um, in what situations could I use either one? And you, you really set these lofty goals. Instead of saying, all right, I'm going to have a conversation tomorrow. I'm going to be talking about what I did over the holidays. How do I say that in the past tense? Because I'm going to say I went to my grandmother's place. I hung out with friends. How do I say those things in the past tense? And in that context, should it be the imperfect or the preterite? You see, do you see the difference? Making it easy means we're going to make shrink down the goal to something that's manageable so that we can actually achieve it. So if we make it super, super broad, or for example, in, in terms of like a, a daily habit, 
If the idea that I gave about changing your phone to Spanish intimidates you because you're like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even know how to get back to the settings page to change it back to language, uh, to an English language, because I don't know the word idioma, which is language. <laughs> if that's intimidating to you, don't do that. You want to make it easy for you. Maybe, you know, you just have a certain website that you like to go to and you go to the Spanish version of that website. So whatever it is, don't make it so difficult that it's going to be a barrier to you getting started. And the fourth thing is make it satisfying. So this is like giving yourself some sort of reward or even if there's an inherent reward in, in doing it. So for example, to me, it's always satisfying when there is something inherently in the activity that's enjoyable versus me trying to invent something like, oh, I'm going to give myself a cookie if I make it to the end of the day without eating any other cookies or something silly like that, right? I tend not to do well with extrinsic rewards like that, even if I'm the one giving myself the reward because I will always kind of cheat anyway. I'm like, who's going to stop me from eating all the cookies? Like, it's just, I don't know. It works for some people, but for me, it doesn't. Um, but I like to, to just do something that's satisfying. And for me, that's actually achieving something and, and getting it done. So for example, um, when I just talked about like, let's say, you know, you're going to have a conversation with a friend, you're going to be talking about what happened over the holidays and you want to be able to do that in Spanish. Well, once you have that conversation, there's a inherent satisfaction in knowing, oh, I had the conversation. It's over. We had, we talked about the holidays. I remembered most of what I wanted to say. I learned a couple new words because I didn't really know how to say X thing or Y thing. And now I feel like I can check that off and say, I did it. I had that conversation. It lasted for 30 minutes. I didn't speak any English. To me, setting smaller milestones like that and actually completing them is satisfying. For you, it might be something where you say, all right, if at the end of the day, if I have you know, learned five new vocabulary words in Spanish, because my habit is to learn five new words every day related to soccer, for example, or football. <laughs> if that's my goal, then maybe for me, it's like I check off every single day that I learned those five words, you know, and that can be motivating because you're creating a physical or visual representation of having done uh, your habit in succession. So when you see day after day, check mark after check mark, it's kind of satisfying to be able to go, oh wow, seven days in a row, you know? For me, it's like a meditation habit. Like, you know, every day I can say, oh, I did my meditation today. It kind of boosts my confidence a little bit. So whatever works for you, you want to make it satisfying so that you actually will enjoy the process. So if you notice, a lot of these things are about making it easy and enjoyable for you. So make it obvious make it attractive, make it easy, make it satisfying. All of these things help reduce the resistance that we have to getting started and also give us some motivation to continue because we're enjoying what we're doing and we're enjoying the process. So hopefully those four um, laws of behavior change really help you as you're thinking about what your language learning goals are for this year. Now, again, if you want help with setting goals that actually matter and not just saying, I'm going to learn a grammar concept or I'm going to take a course. But if you really want to set a goal that's going to get you speaking Spanish fluently, I encourage you to join us for the Spanish Conversation Challenge. Again, go to SpanishConversationChallenge.com. It's completely free. Um, sign up for it. You will have a chance to win a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with our team. And even if not, we're going to give you some tools throughout the challenge that hopefully you'll be able to start building a habit of speaking Spanish every single day. And we'll show you some very easy ways that you can do that. So 
That is it for this episode. As always, I hope that something you heard today has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. I look forward to seeing you in the challenge. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. 